0: This is a dwarf cast. Hello and welcome to the dwarf cast commentary for Back in the Red, the extended cut. Mm-hmm. Because if you're gonna do this sort of thing, you might as well just get it over in one go and move on with our lives. <laughs> uh, I'm Ian Symes, and with me is Danny Stevenson. Hello. Because no other fucker wanted to do this episode. It's just the two of us. We're going to soldier on. We do the short straw. Uh, So, yeah, we're watching the extended version, which is on disc one of the Series 8 DVD, so put that in your DVD player, wait for it, have some beeps, and then sync it up, and it'll be brilliant. Wait for it. There ain't no place in the whole of cyberspace.
1: www.ganymede.tv
0: Now... Yeah.
1: So, this is the first thing that people will see if they've never. Like, when Red Dwarf 8, brand new, new yeah. series, first thing to see, massive model shot explosion. Now, that was to put. That like is false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see the Blue Widget yeah, there yeah. as well. And, and at the time, you're thinking, oh my god, what the fuck would Zotholith mean? How can we possibly. Well,
0: I distinctly remember my feelings in the run to Series 8 and um, thinking, because I, you know, at the time, my critical faculties weren't what they are now. No, I didn't mind, mind Series 7. I knew that it was a downward step. Mm-hmm. But um, all the stuff that they announced in the pre-publicity for Series 8 seemed like a return to form in the same way Series 10 yeah. felt like it, but Series 10 turned out to actually be a bit return to form. Because I remember they think, oh yeah, Rimmer's back, brilliant, Holly's back, uh, they, they're doing it in front of an audience, this is all the correct things. And then, uh, about a couple of weeks before it aired, we learned that the whole crew would be brought back, and we all assumed, oh, that that'll be the storyline of Back in the Red, and then that'll finish, and then it'll be back to normal. Yeah. But
1: no. Oh, like a flashback. Would have been a whole different thing yeah.
0: if Back in the Red would have culminated with the rest of the crew fucking off. In the if it had been like a flashback of <coughs> like you know
1: it was like the whole three episodes were just going to be earlier when the crew were there, and you'd be like, okay, cool, fine. Yeah. When you get to Cassandra and they're still there, he's thinking.
0: Ugh. Yeah, I remember watching part three of this and thinking, "Well, they better hurry up if they're going to resolve all this plot stuff." But no, <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. It was that was the series in situ. There wasn't even like, I don't know. There wasn't even like a, a piloty way in of doing it. It was just the decision had been made. That was what this series was. Yeah. So anyway, this is. Uh, In the Silver Survey, uh, Back in the Red, Part 3 is number 59 of 61. Uh, Part 2 is 57. And uh, Part 1 is 51. Uh, So they're all really, really low. But it's weird where would Back in the Red extended
1: fit in this. Yeah. It does work better
0: this way than it does individually. Yeah. Uh, That's an interesting one that we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to the 50th anniversary Uh, but yeah Back in the Red Part 1 is uh, deemed the second best episode of series 8 that's interesting and yeah Back in the Red Part 3 is the third worst
1: Uh, that, that demonstrates a steady decline then yeah because <coughs> yeah, that means that it's getting worse as it's going on. Yeah, which means it's being drawn out. Which is yeah, exactly what it's all it was. to do
0: with yeah the fact that it was so dragged out. It was meant to be two hour. episodes. And it was meant it was to be an hour long special. Then it was supposed to be two episodes. Then it was supposed to be three episodes. Uh, back to Earth. That kind of happened with as well. Yeah. And back to Earth. I'd say the definitive version is the director's cut, where it's yeah. all in one. And
1: that feels like an hour. And it is an hour. Is this what, an hour and 20,
0: would you say? Yeah. An hour and 20. Well, this, is an inter- this version, they've stitched everything together, obviously taken out the repeated title sequences, credits, uh, Hollister's recap. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, stuff. But they have also inserted scenes and made them extended, ver- extra dialogue is put in this is an extended version. And, yeah, it shows how padded it is if they can take all that stuff out Put some new stuff in, and it's still mm. significantly less. you know, ten minutes less than the running time. This scene is terrible.
1: It just—it's uh, it, the same problem that we're gonna—we're gonna annoy people with the amount of repetition that we're going to mention about the amount of repetition. <laughs> very meta. Yeah, and the fact that it's the same problem every time, which is that they over-explain a joke or. Mm. drag a joke out to the point where it's not funny to just keep going about it it's like just get on with it it does feel like that
0: a lot with series a. And the, the performances are so broad and in this particular scene you can't really blame Craig Charles because he's got to carry the entire scene on his own he's, he's the only person in this episode to speak for the first three minutes Yeah. so he's just got to keep going adding stuff on going over the top over the top And getting
1: audience reactions as well. And that could obviously, yeah, obviously Red Dwarf 8 brought back the audience, which means that there's now this shifting dynamic between doing stuff without an audience, without a laugh track, and all this kind of stuff. And then Series 8 throwing a hell of a lot of new well, a lot of stuff that had happened before, but trying to get that feeling back. And because they've added this extra element of having all all the crew in there, the whole dynamic mm. of that changed anyway, so no matter whether you did it in front of the audience or without it would have felt weird regardless of what you did yeah so you you can't really win so
0: it's it's bizarre to look at you know, with the benefit of having had back to earth and series ten and the fact that this now is no longer the last series yep it just it's just weird it's just like it. It's an unreality bubble or something. Well, that's that's the theory. It's isn't the it? only thing that breaks the format, really.
1: Yeah, and the fact they kept with this joke as well—it's like, it, this is the thing—is that the, the fact that there was a joke where they were saying, "Oh, there's a tiny little starbug," and it's mm. like, "Oh my god, that's a really funny way of ending." They made it too way. big, but then they just keep that joke yeah. going all they have the way. To.
0: They force themselves into. And
1: then keeping the the like the thing is what they should have done is what they did with Back to Earth, where they completely ignored the continuity of what yeah. happened in Series 8, and what they should have done. Well, I'll say what they should
0: have done, because yeah. that's like saying, "Oh, well, we... we, we, we so, so, yeah. yeah, but... But well, they did that for Series 3 as well. They didn't directly pick up on yeah. the cliffhanger that they left off.
1: It's nice that they kind of acknowledged and the fact the that they're keeping it going. And kind of the very
0: first cliffhanger, was Balance of Power, and that was just... It wasn't... Fobbed off in the yeah, first four seconds waiting of waiting for God didn't bother to resume that, to resolve that within the first... Well, Holly mentions it, but that's, yeah. he just says... Well, but not yeah. within the action. He was joking, yet, so, blah, yeah. well, move on. Uh, just an interesting thing before it's uh, moved on too far ahead, I noticed that there's one shot in this which is uh, reprised from Nanaki, where Cat uh, is piloting, and he's in uh, film effect. Oh, really? He's in progressive, and uh, and then the rest of it is Interlis. What interlaced. What, do you remember which shot it is? Or? Yeah, it's one of... He's at the cockpit and he kind of looks up and glances and looks confused because he's realising that the dwarf is massive. So there's one shot, there's only one other than the model, well the CG shot, Yeah. The, that's the only shot to be carried over from Nanaki. This is shit. It's just... Norman oh doing a weird thing for no reason in the middle of an action sequence. And this takes ages because it's just a single static shot of the monitor and he has to ride a laugh and it's just a single shot of an extreme closer of someone's face for too long. And that face is Norman Lovett's face. It's just, it's yeah, it's, it's the over padding of dialogue that
1: really ruined this. It's amazing how much you could just tighten all this up if you just took out. The episode would be about... 40 minutes long I think <laughs> if you got all of the extra dialogue that's just genuinely unnecessary
0: uh, someone on our forum recently uh, did a fan edit of Back in the Red which I oh, will really? admit that I haven't watched but yeah I think they got it down to 40 minutes just by taking out anything that was offensively shit 38 minutes it was Kud 1 the first of the Kids. <laughs> the Suncud <Surmkid> would flatten <laughs> <laughs> and only he removed the entirety of the air duct scenes, which is just what we were saying they should have done. Yeah. See, this is an extra scene. Yeah, right? this is an extra bit of Holly dialogue that's been put in because that's what we needed in, to move this scene along. More Holly monologues. What's weird is the fact that the shaking of the monitor doesn't
1: match the shaking of Holly's face. <laughs> so it's like as if he's actually doing it in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> just more unnecessary stuff I remember being quite like happy that there was at the time obviously you're happy there's new Red Dwarf you're always going to be like that it's always going to happen the first time you watch it like this is new different not seen before no expectations no you know prerequisites whatever Um, but yeah just these kind of weird like spending all this
0: effort and time to (laughs) Was to it making, it? yeah. Well, <clears throat> in uh, the Better Than Life poll of 1999, uh, which was a poll of all the episodes at that point, but they grouped together the multi-part stories. Uh, Back in the Red came in at 11. Right. Out of everything, that was above Marooned, Whitehall, Queeg, Legion, Times. How the How
1: long after two? How uh, long after transmission was this?
0: A couple of months. Okay, that's a... So it's yeah, is that it's that of it's new stuff. is It's yeah,
1: it's new thing syndrome.
0: Yeah,
1: like whenever you get yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna go into detail too much, but whenever you get like a countdown of the best comedy sketches ever, yeah. number one will always be something that's something been recent. something in the last two years. Yeah, like so something it's from Little Britain. Or, yeah. Memory. yeah, just because it's fresh in people's memory, <clears> just it's the thing that's you know front and foremost. So there's some stuff in you know, it. It's genuine though, right? and like these model shots are. I fucking love them still, I I can't fault them, I think they look amazing.
0: It's like the one model sequence in Series 8, pretty much.
1: Yeah, and it just looks fantastic, it really impressed me also, I was like, no one's seen Starbuck broken up as much as it was, and it's a really nice idea, Yeah.
0: Extended bit, Um, Lister taking advantage of a comatose woman, good, well done everyone. I'm really frustrated. I really wanted to sexually assault this unconscious woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is kind of like this would have been nice if it had been part of you know. Like this, yeah, they nice made the that right that
0: decisions in the first place to cut those bits and improve the pace. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. A bit of that compositing doesn't
1: look great. No, compositing was is, is still a big problem mm-hmm. with uh, it's it's difficult to do. Yeah. it's difficult to get right because you've got to match lighting on everything and it's just a fucking pain in the ass. There's
0: interlacing lines on the crew as they run away. And the model shot isn't. Mm. So you get that disparity. They're from EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> the smeggs ups for eight are the best thing about it. Yeah.
1: Everyone's <laughs> the, saying that Peterson <coughs> is the guy in the gas mask behind that doesn't. They yeah, it like, could be. It's kind of nice because he just says he's drunk and it'd be nice if he was just stood there anyway <laughs> and he just doesn't know he's there. But I remember, but when I was a kid, when when I first saw this episode, I was like, "Oh, really happy that they brought back, yeah, the, the original cast," because they could have easily just gone, "This is Chen, this is yeah. Selby, I and mean, they're two different people," but they actually brought back the two
0: actual actors, which is fine. Um, but it's yeah, it's a nostalgia thing, but they had nothing. <laughs> There's no point, really. I suppose. And it, did it should do more scenes unfair. Unfair. with him and Channing yeah. Selby. That's
1: what they should have done. They've
0: done what they did in Series
1: 1. That's the, if that, you're
0: going to bring back the whole crew, which is a... a you know, why would you do that anyway? But if you're going to do that, why would you create this extra prison scenario on top isn't is that not enough of seeing the crew as part of a larger crew for the first time? Well, ever. it's like a
1: microcosm of the whole problem, like the fact yeah. that Rimmer, Lister, and Cat and Crichton are stuck somewhere in space, and they wanted to keep that idea yeah. in the microcosm of Red Dwarf, so they now have to have them in a contained so environment. It's inside Red contrived. Way of doing it, and then within yeah. that, there's another
0: contrived thing: the canaries to allow them to go out and explore. So it's just all these controls. You might as well just not have that way. and just done the canary thing and just have them go out and explore shit. Yeah. But then again... You might as well not have the th- entire th- crew that, alive and then they're isolating. Yeah, the kind of as you can't even argue. As soon as you argue the point, it's like, well, don't have the crew. Yeah. The only yeah. argument comes
1: back to, well, don't have the crew then. But yeah. you can't blame them for trying something different. I'm not going you know, to...
0: Well, you can <laughs> After the hey, look, to 2020. let's look at some positives because they're few and far between. This bunk set recreation is great. Yep, the sets out. Uh, the sets are lit, really good. Actually. It's lit slightly too blue, but it looks brilliant. And there's a great um, publicity shot of Doug sat on his laptop. In, yeah, in I in love the that shot. Borders. I love that. That's
1: in that's in the, the script book, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's unusual for Doug to be polishing scripts while they were actually filming. <laughs> but yeah, this the the idea of having
1: this. Hidden, I think we we touched upon this in 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 Pete, um, the extended Pete one. But like, the fact that just and the the extra thing of having this random extra level on the ship that was a prison that mm. contains more than the are crew. Yeah.
0: I just Where feels weird. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can, now that we've got uh, Back to Earth in 10, we can kind of take the approach that those episodes have done and kind of pretend that Series eight never happened. (laughs) In which case, this is not happening. None of these people will ever be referenced again. The prison will never be referenced again. I've met him. Have you? Yeah. His name's uh, Prince Albert. His name's Prince Albert. It's probably not his actual name, but he goes by is he named too. after the object he's of named interest. after the thing in his cock <laughs>
1: <laughs> his name's Prince Albert
0: is yeah. that that's his actual name well that's his his stage name oh right he's okay. like an extra right obviously he's, yeah we had him on Big uh, Brothers bit on the side to show I work on He's a very old man
1: I'm going to say
0: he doesn't it, he wasn't young, young then no yeah. former bank manager
1: that's decided a, yeah.
0: to put a load of shit in his face <laughs> <laughs> decided to put a load of I shit in his face this I'm bored of this but I am going to put some shit in my face
1: <laughs> there's some nice touches on the, the bunk set as well the same they did with uh, BT um, yeah I was back to, Earth, back to and Earth, and, and yeah. it, a time and then. little picture of like Frankenstein yeah, on the wall no ma-
0: yeah from 8 onwards no matter what the bunk room setting they've got set pieces in there even though it's a different bunk room yeah They've got the bits and bobs. And even there's, you know, in the uh, unreality of Back to Earth when they're in the bedroom in the department store and it's yes. the pictures. Yeah, I remember yeah, I remember,
1: yeah, I Yeah, when we got uh, we that, like, that. that's amazing.
0: And a wreath of holly on the screen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just little touches yeah. like that made, that made that made that whole
0: thing feel a lot, lot more uh, accessible. Yeah, it's weird, because it's, it's like, if, if, Back in the Red, had been a 10th anniversary special the previous year, it would have made a whole lot more sense Yeah. to have this nostalgic thing where the crew come back, there's Selby and Chen, there's the captain, yeah. the first time in years, they've yep. recreated all the key sets. Yeah. Uh, an hour-long story dealing with that, and then the status quo is reset by the end. Yeah. You know, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. It's just this the prison stuff, and the fact that it didn't go away, and the fact that it had to be extended out and padded and all layers of shit upon shit. So
1: they, they, they mention... This is a lot of thing that they don't really do a lot of. I think, like, obviously Future Echoes and Parallel Universe having the longest gap between a storyline being remembered or mm. being recalled upon. Yeah. But then they're mentioning something from Series 6, from Series 8, is like, yeah. that's kind of... It always felt nice and comfortable whenever they mentioned something that happened. Yeah, the yeah, like episode, that, but it yeah. just felt forced, like as if they were trying to shoehorn the idea of the nanobots in to make this thing, whole thing, make sense. Yeah. To make the crew,
0: um, you know, a viable. Like, oh, of course, they would have done this. Like, why wouldn't they've done this? It's like the downside of like Crichton's list of things. Well, Hope you ever says it. <laughs> the downside of it is that it just reminds you how good your dwarf used to be at this stage. Yeah. And like in Demons and Angels, when there's a bit of a nostalgia trip, and it's just it feels like this moment is part of it. Yeah. That, woman that woman is uh, one of the Julie's from Bad Girls. Kyra
1: Merrily? Something like this.
0: Yeah, something yeah. like that.
1: I just, yeah, the fact that everyone's okay with this. Mm. everyone's okay with the idea that you know List and Rim have had what five years to deal with this information <laughs> and then they've just been found out there in the middle of fucking nowhere there's 175 and the prisoners yeah. are now stuck on this ship in the middle of fucking absolutely literally nowhere and they're just fine Yeah, brilliant okay, just, carry carry on on. just carry on as usual Let's carry on working <laughs> I suppose they probably knew this could happen
0: here's a thing I don't Recall if this group of theories has been unified before, but you know we're talking about whenever we talk about series ten, we often talk about the JMC onboard computer. Yeah. And why all of a sudden, that's paying, that's. It was that whole thing
1: of having yeah? So the onboard. All of a sudden, is
0: controlling their lives to some extent when it hadn't before. Yeah. Is it because the crew got brought back? Everything on Red Dwarf got brought back. The JMC computer must have been part of that, and then the crew are all gone now and that's why the version of the ship that they're on in 10 is the one that's been nanobotted and rejuvenated is that why the JMC computer is suddenly active why it's, why
1: it's, well it's because Holly's been deactivated that's yeah. always the thought it's been reverted back to its base operating system mm. that's how I've seen it but yeah it could be the fact that yeah it's very yeah. much is it connected <laughs> to
0: yeah is it connected to this the fact that Red Dwarf was in the middle of Deep space, three million years from Earth, but had a fully crew, full crew that were working. As is, you know, it's no longer three million years since a working crew was on the dwarf. It's nine years. Yeah. In the story alone. Which one? Mm. Discuss. In the comments section below, and remember to share on Twitter and Facebook and tell your friends. <laughs> and send us some And money. other such local social ephemera. Uh, this is always the prime example of a joke being. Oh, this is funny. Oh, Stretch yeah. Armstrong, you doing. doing? I see what you're doing. Stop it! Leave me alone. Yeah, like
1: beating your head. Beat yourself over the head with a joke. It's that whole thing. It literally the... says it, with... and another thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this joke is good. It's fine. But then there's so much more of it on top. And it's just, it's surrounded by stuff that
1: isn't as good and it makes it, it lessen the quality of it. See that? They
0: yeah, need don't that. Need this.
1: They need that. Don't, te- don't say that. Don't, don't put that in. It's
0: the way the audience reacts as well. It, it's it, For the first time in Red Dwarf, it feels <laughs> like the audience uh part of the mise en scène, if you want to be punty about it. Because it's like, they're so obviously waiting for them to finish and doing extra bits of facial expressions mm. and moving their heads about. Broader, yeah. It's, it, it makes it feel like a stage play almost. It might be to do with how the audience is mixed as well. It feels like you're watching a live performance. You don't feel like you're watching a, you know, a piece of drama. Yeah,
1: that's a good point.
0: It but it's like not it's a laugh track thing because there's hundreds of sitcoms. It's almost out.
1: like it's diegetic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's part of the, it's part of this world they're in. Yeah. Which, Which it is doesn't feel like in series 1 to 6 or 10. No. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it in th- any of the other... But I think that's... I think that, do you know why I think
1: that might be a problem with... the Well, where that problem might have occurred from is because having done series 7 where they're always doing that thing of waiting after a punchline for the laugh to happen yeah. and carry on they've been used to doing that for so long, mm. they probably they've kept that going. It's like,
0: yeah. slowly got back to have
1: a, how they used to work with an audience, which is why... But in things.
0: Series 7, they took the time to trim those shots short when the laugh finished, and, mm. you know, and they had more opportunity to cut the laugh. But they just keep the camera on them. Yeah. Because I was like, well, we might as well
1: use all this footage because mm. we, need to, we need to extend the Yeah, that
0: might well be the case. It might be a problem with... I mean, this is all the, pure speculation. With, we have with the no multi-partners in... In particular, it might be the case where it's like, yeah, we could trim that laugh down and make it more realistic, but then we'd have to find another ten seconds somewhere else. Yeah. And they would trying to pad them out so desperately. Which does slightly beg the question, when you're doing a DVD version, why make it extended? Why put more flab in it?
1: Mm
0: but it's yeah. a different thing it, you know this is for the fans this isn't yeah this it's is not it, it's not expressing itself to be a definitive version no this is never shown on not in the same oh, way it's ever been shown on tv no. this version no is it back, the back to earth director's cut is intended to be well it is a director's cut yeah. this isn't a direct. ed bow wasn't involved in this this was a, a dvd extra that's true it's not purporting to be the best version of back in the Rudd there is This, he, this guy's not terrible. He's not. It's just... It's the yeah. fact the whole
1: scene is matched by <clears throat> as broad a performance as he's giving. Mm-hmm. And it just seem, makes the whole scene seem
0: you, ridiculously just, exaggerated. From. Wasn't he in One Foot in the Grave? Mm-hmm.
1: You
0: were I
1: can't from? remember who I... I can't remember who I've seen him from. We have to Google for Let
0: me just... Um, Let me see.
1: I, forget. I, used to, I used to be really good at the guest names, but I can't Andy. remember.
0: Is it called Andy Something. Hmm. Andy... No. It's gone. <laughs> he know. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Back to Earth Part 1.
1: Prick Back the Red Part 1. Look, 2340 being the year that Crown was made was indeed correct.
0: Andy Taylor. Andy name Taylor his name that's now, solid. all of a sudden. It's just occurred to me. He was in Round Island with a Fridge. <laughs> the Tony thing. Oh, Wolfsville. the Tony Hawks thing. Yeah. He was in Red Dwarf. Was he? Yeah. Ah, Harry Enfield and Chums. He was uh, Tim Nice but Dim's mate, I think. Shit, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I find myself chuckling at this stuff, and that's what I've noticed.
0: I think there's a lot of yeah in isolation. A lot of the games are good. This is well. drags a bit. Of that, yeah. The chair stuff. Doesn't, doesn't help that it's quite oddly shot as well with the low angles. And doesn't really kind it of. It feels like it's happening in a really tiny space, which it probably is. Yeah. And then they do the remastered thing if they've got a porthole and a locked-on camera, so it's impose some stuff over the top. Is it a wide-angled lens? that's trying to make the table look bigger than it is. Yeah, it's that Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Perspective. <laughs> right, yeah, there's, 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 clearly, no, there's clearly no room to get the cameras at the height that they would, you know, would want to be because if you had it at a normal height then the other actor would be always blocking the close-up they'd all be dirty frames yeah. and so they've had to put the cameras really low in order to fit them both in it <laughs> yeah. just uh, it must have been because this episode takes place in so many different locations it must have just literally run out of space in the in the studio floor plan yeah. and just had to like right, we can fit in Tack this we can fit in three it. walls here at a table let's just do it I like his, his displaying emotions. I yeah, it's a good joke. emotion oh, show. Oh, apart from ambivalence. <laughs> I forgot about that, I don't like that. Although I like the explanation of it, that's what makes me laugh. Well, between us, we are feeling quite conflicted views on yeah, that. Yeah, I see, I it's this, it's this. <laughs> it just
1: makes me, I don't know why that makes me laugh. there is a <laughs> <laughs> there's some good line there are some good stuff in it no, we're going we're gonna to be doing that though We're gonna. oh my god this is shit haha this is amazing
0: yeah well I think it's, it's correct in the silver survey that uh, part one is the best part it's got plenty of half decent stuff in that um, <laughs> that blue screen shot was not one of them
1: I didn't notice Lister's guitar on the back of the thing that was a nice touch I didn't notice that before you can see Lister's guitar there No oh, yeah I genuinely now have seen Rindem that for the first time again this is another thing of shoehorning something from a long time ago it's meant to yeah. be a one off joke the idea that Lister kept the sexual magnetism but off. it's
0: the fact that there's so many continuity tie-ins it just it would have been it would have worked as a, a one off celebration of Dwarf it's just the fact that it then span off into an entire series yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it would have had to be yeah, reworked obviously but there's a lot of this stuff that... There's a totally hell of a weird. lot of... Because it's the conceit of, this is a new river, therefore there's certain things we have to explain to him just naturally leads to a lot of callbacks. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. Again, Seat that is just... on standby.
1: And the fact is actually just not even a still shot of him, <laughs> he's just actually just pulling a face and just... Thought,
0: oh, why? So, yeah, this would be the end of part one in the uh, non-extended version. So, from this point on, things... Uh, get worse <laughs> essentially <laughs> so
1: that's that's the best that's the best we've got so far uh <laughs>
0: yeah. ah, this scene is from the top of part three and has been moved to cover the gap there because part two and three kind of run onto one another it weren't not for this scene so they moved it around
1: oh so this is from part three
0: yeah this is oh. from part three they moved to the top of part two. Because there needs to be a passage of time between Rimmer getting the viruses and dropping his report on the captain's. Oh uh, okay. So you have to keep kind of so doing the Tarantino means, Yeah, okay. non-linear storytelling and all that shit. And yeah, you can tell that the caption was kind of put on afterwards on yeah. this version.
1: In Times New Roman, the wrong font. <laughs> it's always the wrong font.
0: Yeah, it's, this scene is does only exist to pad out the running time of part 3 because part 3 was the one that was done at, right at the end just, you know, to it's, it's basically up. made up of parts so of yeah. yeah, and so having it here just underlines the golfing quality between part 1 and the rest it's like yeah that's the end of part 1 there's some quite good stuff in there there's some faults but overall not bad then this is the watershed where it goes with shit Although I do like the Captain's Office scene that opens part two, which you're going to see in a minute, in describing the... Um, <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I like the dialogue in that scene. I don't like the extended salute. Yeah. It's too much. Again, it's, it's audience Less syndrome. Less is more.
1: Audience syndrome of, yeah. audience syndrome of like, mm. do it once, great. Don't do it again. This is just stand material. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, to my darling is. candy. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone is ever staying in the um, Birmingham <laughs> Holiday Inn you may just check in your room the copy of the Bible because about chance. about I'd say at least 20 different rooms have to my darling candy written in the front of their <laughs> Bible over the years. Because Dimension really. Jump was there for three years, and I remember at the last one overhearing a conversation in the bar. As it, was it was Jez. It, Jez was staying in, uh, one of our uh, where a fellow GT,
1: and Tutu, was staying in a hotel room and uh, was just rooting around, found a Gideon's Bible, opened it up and seeing that it had To My Darling Candy all poor characters, there. which is, yeah, from the previous year that someone had written, and then it transpired... It was me. That you did it. Because <laughs> you signed it God.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's, there's the two <laughs> things Lots I of do love from one. God. Is It's either that, or, yeah, it's either the Better Than Life quote, or <laughs> cheers for buying the book. Lots of love, God. <laughs> <laughs> I am funny. Masterstroke. Ah. That, um... CG shot that they used there, it was there as an establishing shot for the location of the captain's office. Mm. Uh, and Wasn't that the was observation done? Was it? No, no, oh, no. That was I thought it was at first, I was about to make a different point, but oh. then I remember, yeah, they did the same thing for the drive room in um, the remastered series, oh, any yeah. time there was a drive room scene, That's that was right. the bit of the model. Well, I mean, the drive and room is next to the captain's yeah, office. Yeah, so in the original plans for the ship, the drive room was next to the captain's office, so presumably the re-renovated, nano butted version just extends that corridor slope. Do you
1: reckon that that's intentional or direct? No, just so. absolutely... <laughs> they just, <laughs> like,
0: found a shot of the ship. just happens that... The sort oh, of in fact... Yeah, I think that shot's only there on this version. Oh, right, OK. So maybe it's like, oh, shit, we need a ship shot. A ship actually. shot. And Bristol fashion. So we've probably just basically described the same thought process that the people who put this feature together did. Yeah. Which I presume is Elard and Nathan Cubitt was working on the DVDs at this stage, wasn't he? It?
1: That's true. So, at this point, Hollister knows what Rummer's doing. Or at least he's I suspicious think at this point. this
0: is the bit where he starts to suspect it when... He explains in his later conversation with Eged Holly okay. that he's, he began to be suspicious of rumour when he came in his room and started acting efficiently. But so, wasn't yeah. the
1: cruise confidence reports done while he was under... the drug? This is the thing I've got a problem with with this, this episode is that in my head they didn't actually take the cruise confidence reports. Under drugs they did and therefore they found them
0: guilty of doing it. Rimmer's the only one that does it. Right. Rimmer, in real life, before he's on drugs, goes to Starbug, gets the confidential files. That's what we see at the end of part one. Of course, then he, he tends to be up up. He's using this information to with Hollister now, and, that, and Hollister realises. And so at this stage, Rimmer is under suspicion of abusing the confidential Which files. Which is when he gives him the envelope. So he means. gives him the envelope so then he's in the drugs. Gotcha.
1: Here we go, this is it.
0: However, that yeah, their actions in the drug induced hallucination bear out that they've. Um, it was true that they have, uh, access confidential files in real life. However, it still doesn't explain why Kachansky Kat, and Crichton all we'll get convicted for yeah. that same crime.
1: This explanation by Holly that it doesn't make sense. To hold that water. that, they're to all water. guilty. Yeah, it doesn't hold water. In so. what way? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and it's also, not- that have. I don't know what courts are like in the future, but this cannot, surely cannot be admissible evidence. We made them have a drug induced dream against their will, and this is what they did in the dream, it's therefore they're guilty. It's entrapment. Yeah.
1: If anything, you, you, well, it's, I don't know if it is actually legal intent to speak entrapment, but it's the same thing as. Um, what was the other thing? Yeah, so it was. I think, I don't know, was it in Pete or something? Where it was like we had a conversation where. You've done something without actually doing it, therefore you're guilty doing it anyway. Mm. Like, had you murdered that's someone in a dream... Report, that was, like, yes, it was like, yeah. if you murdered someone in a dream, therefore you would have murdered someone in real life. Yeah. So, well, no,
0: well, Yeah. Kill me in a dream, but I wake up and apologise. Don't applaud this. Mm, 1999.
1: I actually really... How I know how broad this is, and I know how kind of slapstick it is, but That's there's some genuinely like that is stuff. Jeff McGiven, isn't it? Or does it just look like Jeff McGivern? Th- <laughs> Let it's me. <laughs> where's the script book? It's probably easier to use as a reference. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The internet is good. <laughs> it's, it's that it's the it's the wordplay kind of thing of this that I enjoy. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, it's Jeffrey Beavers. I'm getting my Jeffreys mixed up. My Geoffrey's. It's Jeffrey Beavers who... Uh, oh, Jeffrey Palmer. ...played the master at, uh, for one episode. Yeah. Ah, okay. The Doctor Who. Deadly Assassin. Was it Deadly Assassin or was it... Um, God, Keeper of Tracking. So he's got two nuts but he
1: doesn't have a cock. He's the Keeper of Tracking. See, this to me just demonstrates how terrible Diva Droid are at making robots. <laughs> that's the thing, that's that's, that's kind of what... But that's funny, in as much as, you know, you, you take the nuts out from the bottom of his legs, his yeah. head falls off, it's just like, that's just how he's been put <laughs> together. I like, it's
0: awesome. I don't know if I've mentioned enough over the last few years on the <laughs> internet how much I object to... Crichton being classified as a woman... Simply because... On the basis of not having a penis... As if that's what the definition of a woman is... He doesn't
1: have a vagina either... No... He doesn't have a vagina either... So basically that means that he's not... Uh, He should be a man by (coughs) not having a vagina...
0: In any sense... Gender... Should not be considered as... Defined by... Physical... Genitalia... And... (laughs) And definitely... I think we can all agree that... a definition of a woman shouldn't be not a man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is more to being a woman than there is it's, not being yeah, a man
1: a negative correlation
0: yeah it. it's like yeah you're incomplete therefore you're a woman men are complete women aren't it's just it's uh, it's obviously it's not a conscious thing uh, of from it's, anyone it's just basically a, basic it's a just, reason
1: to say Crichton is now with the woman's thing because it, I like, what I reason could he possibly have that he doesn't it? it's like well he doesn't have a penis therefore yeah
0: I think it is kind of symptomatic of a culture that is, is not a very nice one, that uh, you know, treats gender issues in there uh, without much thought, and uh, I think we need to be a bit more considerate, especially when it comes to um, transgenderism, I think it's yeah. off- if it's offensive to say that you don't have a penis, therefore you're not a man, and it's equally offensive to say you don't have a vagina, therefore you're not a woman to do with that. So books uh, dusted off. I'll put it away again now. <laughs> Let's go back to doing our own knob jokes. Because <laughs> they're fine. Carb joke. Kaczynski very rarely has anything to do in this series. It's like, in series five, at the end of series five they realised we can't support having five main characters. So, in series eight... Let's have 80. have <laughs> six main characters, plus Hollister actually has more to do than Cat, Holly or Kachansky. That's true. So, you've essentially got seven, plus the likes of Ackerman, Kill Crazy, Baxter, recurring guests.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, Kachansky really suffers. The Cat's got barely anything to do all series. It's just... We, uh, yeah... I remember where I made this point before, is the Pete commentary. It's that there's suddenly a hierarchy of importance of oh, characters. Oh, yeah, there's an, and a team, the, yeah. an A-team and a B-team. A-beam and a D-team.
1: <laughs> yeah, So, but, but the A-team is now kind of rumour and Lister, and the B-team yeah. is uh, Crichton, Kat and Kuchanski.
0: I'd say because Crichton, the, Hollister and Holly are the B-team, and Kat and Kachansky below even them. C-team. mm Oh, this is an extended bit of Kachansky, So she did have stuff that got cut out. Ah, but she's going all whiny again for no reason. Yeah, this is, this is a series, series 7 again. character. Yeah. That they, they excised this largely from series 8, but the cost of that was that she no longer had a character at all. She was just an empty shell that could fit into any scene and say anything. But, you know, that is kind of better <laughs> than having a really annoying character. <laughs> I think so. It, again, it's not, none of it's closed fault. It's inconsistencies in the writing. Kachansky, this is what I said and uh, people disapproved <laughs> in the um, the thing I wrote about the bottom five guest stars. I put Kachansky in there because the character of Kachansky works best when she's just an idea. It's like any manifestation of Kachansky can't live up to the idea that's in Lister's head and therefore in the viewer's head. She is supposed to be a perfect woman and there's no such thing as a perfect anyone. Mm. And so I think the bit where Chloe Annette works at her absolute best is in Back to Earth where she's... Literally a, a fantasy figment. figure. She's yeah. a figment of his imagination. She's ambiguous. It's, it's all about what she represents rather than what she is. Yeah. And she she gives a fantastic performance. It really works as a little cameo. Yeah, I and mean, genuinely the best
1: performance in pretty much that entire. I would say like one of the best performances in that entire thing is yeah. her in that because yeah,
0: she pulls it off so It just works because her brief is so exact, and she's you know in series seven and eight. They're constantly trying to find something for Kaczynski to do, some fa- assets of this character to bolt on, to what is a very thin concept. It's the, you know Kaczynski's character is all built up in Lister's brain, and so when you try and make that real, it's it's really difficult to to make that work. Except it kind of works in Last Human. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all about the dynamic between her and Rimmer and Rimmer being threatened, you know, and Rimmer no longer being the top dog, and him trying to undermine her, but at the same time, he has this devotion to his superiors, no matter who they are, or what his personal feelings. Yeah, he's still got to... Yeah, and, still and so got it's that. all about that conflict, and they work really well together. She makes them... Because her and Nistra together, in Last and they're not antagonising each other, and so that's nice. She, The antagonism gets put over to Rimmer, it, boosts Rimmer's character, gives Rimmer more to do, gives Kachansky something to do, and just works really nicely. Mm. It's just that in the TV universe, we've never had a situation where Rimmer and Kachansky are together and she's his superior, because they've only been together in prison.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because Sandra's the only time where I remember any sort of proper dialogue between them.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Because it's, it's... At this stage... Uh, anyway, well, ignoring the fact that this is a new version of rumour but the rumoristic character dynamic post ever say series four, five, six, they are best friends as well as you know, they don't always get on but they yeah. are best friends. So is your best friend versus your bird. It's a classic thing of how does that work as a you know, you take you take a duo, turn it into a trio, how does that dynamic work? Yeah. It's something that never really gets explored in That's the T V. And yeah, I've never been happy with the fact that this isn't Rimmer. There's that scene in Cassandra where they're having to explain to him what Future Echoes were. And it's yeah,
1: just, it just it's feels just like depressing. as if you just. Well, it's just, this is like this is this happens to be for Rimmer, but it's actually for the audience. So a yeah. way to get to the audience what we're talking
0: about. And you know, it's just yeah, it's the fact that Rimmer, it's just a reminder that this isn't Rimmer. This isn't the guy that's been living with them for the last nine years. No, however long it is at this stage? Five yeah. years. He hasn't been through all the same things that the crew's done. They don't have that character development. They don't have the dynamic that they used to. It's kind of what's the point of Rimmer being there. It just resets everything to zero and they're bickering at each other again. They're having this weird prison relationship which is different from any other rimmer relationship. I'm talking a lot. So
1: this is where... And that's how...
0: Yeah, so this is in the dream fantasy.
1: Yeah.
0: But again, Lister doesn't do anything with the confidential files. Rimmer shows him that he's got them, which proves to Hollister that Rimmer is guilty. But Lister doesn't do anything. To but him. it proves that Lister had them. And used them for. What he says is,
1: I've got no them. more escape. No more info. Kind of oh thing. yeah. So yeah, that's
0: that implicates Lister in giving him helping him get that info. Yeah. But, again. Cat, right? done the deal and absolutely
1: it, uh, nothing, but I still don't understand the whole idea of having the luck virus being cancelled out by sexual magnetism. Like, it makes no sense.
0: It's, very it's
1: just, yeah. Oh, I was gonna, have, I was lucky, but then the sexual magnetism cancelled out. Well,
0: uh, what because <laughs> it's red and blue, yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, it in should purple. create a separate purple virus. Where you become sexually lucky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know that with me. Yes, Daft Punk. <laughs> Just realised that sounds like a mobile phone going off on a desk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ahead of its time mm. in who's that bloke on the end there's some dude he's never been in this before <laughs> and he doesn't seem to be too bothered by the fact that he's got a gun pointed at him and the guy there as well he's a, oh no
1: he's, no he's the guy who arrested him isn't he yeah MP Thornton MP Thornton <laughs> I love how this guy is just coming out of nowhere <laughs> and now he's got to drop his trolleys and sit on the <laughs> toilet to be shot <laughs> Doesn't have a speaking power. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. bet He's getting like. Look at equity, that guy. Equity look, look minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you don't. Do you do see you him on see the him? Uh, Or do you just see the speaking power? Oh, you do, no, there he is. There
1: is. <laughs> Holy shit. <sighs> you know, this set
0: has got loads of space. It's just. This is only in the one screen. It's a massive set that they built for just this toilet. <laughs> it's weird. When you look at the the scene with the psychiatrist, the psychiatrist that goes on for a good three or four minutes. Which like, order was it shot in? Uh, so it which order was it shot in? What does
1: yeah.
0: it end up being? I've got somewhere. I've got a script shooting script for Back in the Red Part Three. Uh, which is it's not like. The complete script of Back to Earth Part 3 is all the stuff that they shot on that last week. Ah, okay. So there's a lot of scenes from Back to Earth Part 3, that's the bulk of it, but there's also the extra um, bunk room scene uh, that was, you know, it bridges the parts of all of Hollister's recaps and all that sort of extra layers of um, the dreamer than a dream stuff that happened. So, yeah. With that, we can figure out exactly what was shot as part of the original Back to Red, Back in the Red, and which bits were shot as part three. To extended. Tactone and stuff. Yeah. But I've had that script for years and I haven't typed it up yet. So fuck you. It cost me £85.
1: Perhaps. Oh, library music, that's the thing. So yeah, obviously, since series seven as well. Well, Series 7 has a fair bit of how good old stuff. Mm. Series 8 has zero how good old stuff in it, other yeah. than the normal stuff you have. In yeah, one. existing ones. Yeah, nothing that wasn't already existing. So that's another thing that is missing from Series 8 yeah. is the fact that there is no musical identity. Mm. Um, it doesn't have anything that It does make a you. difference. It does make a difference. It's amazing how much it makes a difference as well. Using kind of music like that doesn't really fit. And yeah, okay there's live music in other episodes and stuff and it's but it's been picked so carefully that it sounds yeah. you know, like we thought that the music from Back was how good good because it fits so well and you know. Um Yeah,
0: but here it's just random stuff on top oh good, it's the data doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I love how his head looks like the Red Dwarf logo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it, is <laughs> yeah. There's just no need for this. It's just basically not an antivirus. That was when not was a thing.
0: Yeah. Why is it all in alphabetical order apart from love? Oh, I don't know. But, you know, you've pointed that out. <laughs> that really
1: fucking annoys me. Thank this, you. Th- this is
0: good. Yeah. I've run through the emotions. Actually, when he deletes That's them, he actually face change yeah. as well. It's just. Uh... And it's like, oh, we haven't got time to do
1: the rest. <laughs> yeah. Should have just shown faces, it would have been good. Little, I mean, the, the I mean, look at it. Look, it looks it looks really good. The actual um, yeah. the graphic interface and the the fact that they've kept the chip with his name on it and stuff. It's kind of nice. And the fact that his factory settings bring him back to the to David, David Ross, Ross yeah. stats and that what would have been really nice. And <laughs> I don't know how how that would have done and how it would have, how you'd approach the idea, but to get David Ross to voice yeah Crichton for this bit yeah to lip sync because that would yeah, have been the body would have to have the face would have yeah, be the same yeah it
0: would have been quite nice to hear that as mm. a thing is the sexual magnetism virus essentially a date rape drug <laughs> well
1: <laughs> it, oh god wow he could get yourself into a quondro on that one. <laughs> yeah, before his scratch move it could <laughs> Yeah.
0: No hypnol. <laughs> I like yeah, the what? joke coming up that um, fat women are ugly. That's that's good. And they'll do that joke. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But Chris Berry can still do a good face, even in the dark. He does good face. He does good face. <laughs> Why isn't Chris Berry still... I am just like there's actually a
1: checklist of all the fucking references in this episode to previous episodes. Yeah. There's backwards universes, Legion, yeah. Quarantine. I think you can cherry pick from every single series at some point in it, I think. Yeah, just just throw just throw cans at her. No,
0: no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Decent joke. Cat wearing his disguise under his coat. Yeah. Cat throughout this series only has that jacket. That's the only other yeah, than yeah, his yeah. canary uniform and prison uniform, that's the only jacket he wears, obviously. Well, that's right? the only one he's got, because yeah. everything else was blown up on Starbuck. Yeah, I suppose. So, I guess between the time of this and Back to Earth, he spent those nine years making new outfits. Pretty much. And I'm sure that Zebra yeah, yeah. still turns up at one point. <laughs> we apologise that, that, for that the noise yeah. was a, a cat jumping on apologising flying past your stereos of the recording device. oh fuck off! oh there's well this is like, it's, it's one thing to bring back Dwayne Dibley or Ace Rumor but to just reference Dwayne Dibley and because Kachanski at this point was just like
1: because like yes let's go for this idea who the, who the fuck, the fuck is, is Dwayne Dibley, Dibley? <laughs> I know exactly kidding? what to do at this point because <laughs> I have no idea who he is. Very very weird and again but like you said if this had been a fan service thing yeah for three episodes it would have felt great because it does feel like as if you are kind of encapsulating many things and quite a condensed, crazy plot line. I've,
0: I don't know if it's ever been discussed but it it just makes so much sense that this was shot in 98 uh you know, series eight went out pretty much exactly a year after the tenth anniversary stuff. I, I do wonder whether it was intended or Doug had, had at least an idea at some point to do a tenth anniversary show, and then that didn't happen, and so he turned it into the first episode of series eight. You, you know, you never know. So this was. this
1: this the original thing was a, was written as a as a well, a, what, well maybe even just being... the
0: concept. Uh, Doug thought, oh, maybe I could do an episode that brings back these elements Mm. and then it ended up being the opener of series 8 but yeah there's more back references to in this than there is in back to earth which was a 20th anniversary special
1: yeah in fact that there's hardly any references in back to earth to previous episodes no no
0: there's plenty to blade runner
1: redorf x had a lot of references Mm. but not intentional more like just
0: thematically yeah. yeah 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 Why is it that the sight of Lister uh, Crichton doesn't recognise, but he recognises Cat dressed up as Dwayne Dibley as being Dwayne Dibley? It's like, if there's... It's almost the like entire it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. like Crichton idolises Lister. That is one of the biggest characterisations. I love Mr. Lister. Points. He taught me everything. Yeah, just that minutes ago. Episode. You said that minutes ago. Like... To, for it to make any sense to either any of these characters then it should be list the side of Lister that gets Crichton back to himself mm-hmm. it just makes total sense it makes no sense to be <laughs> someone who looks a bit like it's a fictional character you, in, you uh, think
1: about why this even, well then the fact that even Crichton joins in and uh has Fucking do yeah. it, and it's just like. Well, and the skirt scutters improved That was the face of me, that was the sound of me actually fucking face <laughs> 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 It's not a bad
0: joke. It's <laughs> 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 just sticking your finger up to Fuck your plan. Here's the hole in the rink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it just happens I have, like. Oh god. This is nonsense. Well, this is still under the psychotropic thing, so anything goes with the point.
0: Sorry, my cock hurts now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like someone glued an acorn to the bottom of my torso.
0: This is within the psychotropic testing. Yes, it is. Yeah. So maybe that's part of the test, is to make Rimmer aware to see how he reacts. You can make you can kind of rewrite it in your head to make sense. Not that you should have to do that. No, you shouldn't <laughs> have to, really. But
1: it's like that's what they're doing, I think. Yeah. Right now they believe they're escaping, but we just want to know what doing. But, yeah, the, but, but, within, a dream, so but within
0: now. that fantasy... Rimmer is part of that psychotropic test, and yet he, the, the fictional Rimmer within the fantasy is now being privy to the information that the fantasy is taking place. But the real Rimmer isn't, because the real Rimmer isn't aware that this is... Ah! So, yeah. <laughs> this is pretend Rimmer, <laughs> right? <laughs> and the pretend Rimmer knows that there's a pretend Cap Crichton, etc. Yeah. But... But the real Rimmer still thinks that he is the fictional Rimmer. He doesn't realise that this is a fictional...
1: Well, oh, sexual magnetism is the same as Viagra. Yeah. It's it's not. No. I don't know what that is.
0: Because... with What's <laughs> he doing? Why is he
1: doing the, that? Is he, yeah, has he got literally no control of his own cock at this yeah, point? Yeah, the
0: implication is that... <laughs> the sexual magnetism has given him a bonk on. And if that's all it does... <laughs> then... It's, I can't imagine that being very sexually alluring, just as standard... Just, Standard bloke walking around with a stiffy all the time is not going to attract women like flies.
1: The fact that there's like two erection jokes. And in, believe me, so I'd know. But it's obviously to make it so that Chris can do this. Yeah. Because he's an amazing physical actor. So. But it's so <laughs> undorphy. Yeah, that and, and that's what a lot of Series 8 is. Yeah. It's very undorphy. And. shoot me yeah I just shot myself another game and there's my dogs why? for absolutely no reason
0: this film was already seven years old by the time this came out <sighs> it wasn't even a contemporary reference because Crack needs to have I don't
1: know why a mechanoid
0: needs to look like that <laughs> and there's always an awkward transition between the slow-mo and the that
1: kind of yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Well, I've got massive problems with <laughs> speeds in it
0: it's <laughs> So, <laughs> we're speeding up stuff for the oh, joke, off.
1: yeah, it just, it
0: just turns into fast and just yeah. And now we're in part three, and a good, ten like <laughs> that feels like ten minutes. Of the episode has been removed because there is the, the Hollister recap for part three is ridiculously long. It's a good four or five minutes and that's where all that dennis the donut boy shit is so in this version yeah in this version he's not the donut boy
1: no excuse me everyone i do not i do not understand i still don't understand that idea being like how they can think that people accept that as being the case that that is actually what happens and cuz they mentioned it in the in the the documentaries like oh it'd be really funny if you find out that the captain is just like rumor and never actually did mm. any new phase. It's like no that breaks all that breaks <laughs> everything.
0: Yeah.
1: That breaks all that breaks the
0: point of why Lister went into space in the first place is because cuz Lister was hard-ass.
1: Yeah.
0: He did he did things for the book. <laughs> yeah. And the find out he's
1: just doing it because I don't know because there's some fucking power trick thing it's just like that, that's just that breaks everything. That yeah. it doesn't make sense, which is why I hate the idea. It's like it's almost like Mac is making a joke, and they've <laughs> got to keep it in. It yeah. feels weird. Well, I don't know. I just think as a
0: as a comedic character, it, Hollister was pretty much a blank slate because he he was a functional character in series one and two when he appeared. Yeah. So they could have done anything with him, and oh. they decided to do that and a bunch of fat jokes. Yeah. And uh, this is the best scene in Red Dwarf.
1: I remember when I first saw this, I was really happy, and you know, thought it was quite funny, and I, I, it's, it has, it, it's, it's unusual and different and stuff, but it's just the the fact that they're in a psychotropic environment makes this a lot easier to take as an idea. Mm. That's why I can deal with it. It's because it's done as a... It's a dreamlike thing and the cat is able to do things he can't normally do. Like he can understand things that he wouldn't normally understand.
0: So this makes sense in my head that he would be able to do this. The, the snag with that is why... It, why? twigs at this point that they're in a dream.
1: Well, because the cat. Yeah. That's the, because it's the cat doing the, it if it had been Lister or Kraken or Kachansky doing something like this would feel really weird but the cat doing it yeah. I
0: take the point that on paper it's not a terrible idea but the execution is poor on several levels it's too long and, and it's it too is long. far too long technical and, sort of, and just the timing of it isn't what you'd expect from Danny and Charles Hawkins. really it's just the shot replication yeah it, it looks awful on tech. the green screen's poor yeah it's odd timing it's all I never like this blue midget set either the silver thing the really compacted thing which is mostly used in this episode I'm not sure it crops up again in series 8 what
1: the whole Blue Midget thing the,
0: this Blue Midget cockpit set erm um, no it's it,
1: really it was
0: used in the Children in Need special which ah, was a, a few months I before the something series something else yeah you're right but er uh, no they don't go back in Blue Midget or Starbuck after this just shuttle vehicles in the canaries I've
1: just noticed the um the use of Esperanto on the top of that door as well
0: there's a callback AR yeah, sweet sweet hole sweet how's his neck circumcised <laughs> and, and why is that a problem <laughs> I think it's just proving what <laughs> he, knows he knows about stuff, him yeah, yeah.
1: The crew to know what his neck
0: size. I wonder how um, smoking legislation works on spaceships.
1: What the fact that you cannot if it's a sealed environment.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it can't pop out on the terrace.
1: I suppose it's like mm, what airplanes used to do, where we cycle yeah, the Yeah, compartments. Yeah, just watch the filters.
0: Must be a smoking section and a non-smoking section of the ship, designated smoking rooms. This
1: is a quite a fun idea.
0: Yeah, and this little scene is quite good. This this use of, of the fourth wall breaking thing done. of having no. the cuts
1: actually be felt by the crew. It's a nice idea.
0: Then if they'd have come out of AR now, then yeah. But it's that whole oh, wow. dream within a dream within yeah. a dream. It's, it's basically Inception ten years in advance, and it's just as good.
1: Although we found that out the, on the gluey bit we leaked.
0: Oh yeah, that's
1: a fucking leak. We all, rem- you know, every time that's you a look at an envelope, it project. just
0: it sticks in your mind. Oh.
1: it still sticks to two pieces of paper together oh yeah that's what
0: it (laughs) does that one
1: (laughs) it proves you're innocent it's like escaping but because they try to escape that means they're guilty
0: and I've just remembered what's coming up claymation sequence again it adds to the
1: psychotropic thing it's why I can it's why I can accept it but it's just I know
0: I know well it's that thing that you mentioned earlier it's like you can explain it away you can justify I'm not not trying to justify
1: I'm just in my head that's how I've always seen it so it's been I'll be able to kind of
0: uh, (sighs) but yeah and your points are valid it's just that it's it's not, why, it's should, why should why, you have to? why that <laughs> well, yeah, why have, have you done that why well, have you put a sequence in where we have to think of reasons why it's not terrible just don't be shit and then that's fine that's <laughs> so true. and this bit doesn't work because it, that's not even that clever <laughs> it's like uh, oh, cat's supposed to have figured out this obscure clue that's a really clever you know play on words or whatever But it's just not. Oh
1: well. The cat is cleverer when he's not alive. (laughs) When he's not conscious. It's like dougal. (laughs) Being able to do like really complicated sort of word problems when he's asleep.
0: (laughs) Put your clothes back on, (laughs)
1: Kevin. Exactly. And power source. Oh,
0: At least I didn't waste too much money on this bit. That's self-evident. And that, that felt very trapped. Sequence. All that thing with the tongue. And that should be a good thing, but somehow it's not. But <laughs> why does this exist?
1: Again, if this was in a thing, a self-contained bubble. It would be unusual, but you'd attempt it a bit better. Because it's part of a... You
0: know. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the context of the whole series feeds back, and because the rest of Series 8 ended up being disappointing, it's perhaps the mildest thing I've ever said about Series 8. <laughs> disappointing. Because that, and this is the start of it, and it sets everything up, then... It's just intrinsically linked in, and so you look at it with different eyes, different judgment.
1: Yeah.
0: So this is all stuff where it's they're still in the psychotropic thing, that they think they're actually. Yeah. Like uh, the end of it's better the than first life. layer, yeah. <laughs> it's the first. Yeah, layer, they're almost cool. back to reality. And yeah, again, Kachansky reacting there as if she actually knows Rimmer. Oh, the moon impression. Good one, everyone. It's not as bad as the egghead. <laughs> Super intelligent version. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, it's just the weirdest. <laughs> How do we make them look different?
0: <laughs> like a <just> big egg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: So I think now the fact is that they're now using... They're all aware of the confidential files and are using it. The
0: Except they're not, actually, <laughs> they're not actually using it. They're discussing... Crichton says Rimmer could do this. I, you know If I was to say... If I had
1: access to the confidential files, I could do this. Yeah. He doesn't say that. He says that Rimmer should
0: do it. If I, you know, I say uh, my next-door neighbour could kill someone... That doesn't make him guilty of murder, and it doesn't make me guilty of being an accessory to murder. It's saying, you have the capability to do something illegal. It's just pointing it out. It doesn't make Crichton guilty. And also, yeah, there is definitely no dispute whatsoever that the only time either Crichton, Kat or Kachansky said anything about confidential files was in a dream and was a hypothetical scenario. And so, why are they in prison for thinking of something when they've been put in a false situation. It's, not, it's like... It's like... If you were in a computer game... And... You were about to be killed... Uh, and it was like a Mexican standoff. If you shot someone in the game... That made you guilty of murder. Because you're in a non-real life situation. So you're not reacting as you are in real life. Because... In real life they don't have to escape from a thing. It's like... We're putting you in this role-play adventure and we're going to punish you for any crime that you commit within this role-playing game. It's bollocks! (laughs) It's the simpler way of putting it. Yeah. Explain the joke before the joke this time around. Put a new spin on the formula. And then keep playing. And then just keep repeating the joke. your that's because your sheets in There hasn't been much extended stuff since. Um, in the three part. S- yeah. Mm. That's because <laughs> every single scrap got put on screen. And
1: that's, I think, genuinely, though, the reason why part three is so low on the list mm. is purely because of the Blue Media Dance and the. Weird get-out clothes that they've done all
0: this stuff. Right, oh, it's the most contrived episode of Red Dwarf. Possibly ever. <laughs> the, you know, that and Dear Dave. Yeah. Things that are having there's to be cobbled There's a fucking dinosaur on fill. the ship. Yeah. But at least, you know, that was the plan. You to have a dinosaur on the script. That was, you know... Hmm. They, they decided, let's do an episode where there's a dinosaur that's obviously a stupid thing to decide, but at least it was a, a thing that was decided in advance. What drags back in the red part three down is the fact that they're they're just literally just anything, just we need we need thirty, forty pages of scripts, just any bits of script will do as long as they're within that. And so all this terrible stuff that's coming up with about Einstein and theory of relativity that is literally only there just to fill a couple of minutes of screen time. Yeah. This entire second escape, this second trip into the AR, is only there to fill time.
1: Phantom Minis.
0: <laughs> Didn't
1: like it. She's actually a bit of a legend, I because she's been in like space to and leaked jump.
0: She was in. <laughs> Come back, Mister Switchman, love. That's, that's a good line, well delivered. <laughs> uh, she was in um, Mammon, Robot Born of Woman. Oh, really? Which was an Edinburgh play uh, starring Robert Le It was her and Robert Le And I think I'm right in saying Ed Bai saw Mammon, Robot Born of Woman, and said, oh, Robert Le can play a robot.
1: So, is Ed Bai the reason?
0: I think so. I might have forgotten. Several details of that, anecdote might be wrong. <laughs> Standard disclaimer. Jenna Edwards was just part of that
1: as well. Yeah. She was.
0: Yeah, she was the um, the woman of the title. Oh, Okay. She was a uh, an inventor who created a robot, and that robot was played by Robert. Oh, okay. And if I'm wrong that it wasn't her, then I'm gonna look like a terrible racist. I'm pretty sure it was padding
1: see this is the thing is this is actually the same kind of dialogue you get in season 1 it is still that kind of the thing is weirdly enough it isn't that same kind of dialogue where how simple do you want it uh, so this to understand it oh dear mm. it's that kind of thing you're still doing that kind of padding but the shows become faster yeah so when you revert to that kind of style of yeah of it, over, really over strategy, it really doesn't feel like it fits anymore it's kind like the shows moved on and
0: oh this is an extended bit that MC joke so this could have been even worse. <laughs> And we're back in the broadcast shade. That was the extended shade. Now I I might have to, because I'm still. It's been so long since I've seen this. I can't remember what it is that Holly confesses to here. Uh, you talk about the nanobots. He deliberately. Yeah. He deliberately brought the crew back to life. Well done.
1: Why did he do that in the first place? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's possible to bring everyone back, <laughs> I imagine, they, they, have I imagine they
0: didn't have Creighton. Oh so. uh, yeah, but it, yeah, why didn't they do it <laughs> when Crichton? And also, his job is to keep Dave sane. You fucking he was missing for. <laughs> Four hundred years of his life, he spent four hundred. He spent most of that time in deep sleep. But throughout series six and seven, Holly's not there to keep him sane, and he fucking manages. And um, yeah, he's been kept sane between uh, series eight and now, in the store alone, and Holly's not been around. So Holly doesn't need to create extra things to keep the sane because he's got Rumour Cat and Crichton he's got the whole universe which is you know increasingly populated anyway. So Holly is basically is Holly's fault that Series Eight exists. Thanks. And now he's got a big old egg for a head.
1: So the original charges were all instant, which means anything past that point, the reason why yeah. you did the thing was because they were perceived to be guilty of those charges. You've done the thing they were innocent of that so therefore anything you've done post that scenario mm. should be null and void yeah because it's no longer because you're born out by actions you thought were happening it's like innocent until proven guilty and that's yeah. innocent and then proven guilty
0: yeah for something else yeah that didn't actually happen in the real world
1: statutory sentence as well
0: and is that yeah they put this scene there and just state in the dialogue they've all abused the confidential files, and yet the episodes don't show them doing that. So unless they did it off-screen at some point, in which case that's a fairly major thing to admit, (laughs) why Tejit is just in one piece of dialogue. Before
1: we licked
0: anything. Yeah. Lens flare why,
1: why, why? I I still look at that. So why would that matter? He let what? him the holy Watch before he licked to it. So, did he give it back? In the AM. In the dream. Yeah. Did he do that? That yeah. You're right. Yeah, it doesn't
0: he? work as a totem. He's like, he would have the holy Watch on regardless of whether they're in. He had it on from the from the point yeah.
1: he was there. Through right, mm. unless unless we miss something, obviously feel free to comment and comment
0: uh, yeah. That, I think Holly Holly was with the main crew and not Rimmer for the majority of part. We don't see a point. I don't think where the Holly watch gets handed back. Yeah, but it must have been done. I guess.
1: Yeah. Let's put a Word computer. Screen. Let's put a computer in jail. <laughs> <laughs> because that makes all the sense in the world. Let's put a previous OS. <laughs> <laughs> like no one would notice that sort <laughs> Oh, that's actually that's that's, that's actually is a thing where yeah, some 13 countries gets do not and seventeen in Italy as well, I know. Seventeen is an unlucky number in Italy.
0: Yeah, I can win first appearance? And
1: then you don't see the actual joke of this. Only you hear about you. Pour a whole tube of it over me. Do you hear that conversation in this one?
0: Uh, yeah, that's in the first scene of part one. Right. Is that it? That's why Rimmer's not talking to him, is because uh, oh, that's Mr. Right. That's causes right. Sorry. Rimmer to be viciously gungry. Considering
1: this is meant to be a commentary, I've not been paying much
0: attention. <laughs> well, <laughs> MP
1: Thornton is such a weird name to get started. Just <laughs> <like it> <laughs> MP, He's not an MP.
0: MP for not Thornton North. <laughs> <laughs> MP Thor, not MP for Northampton. <laughs> that's,
1: what, that's, that's what I kind of see every time I look at it. So, if you managed to watch all the way through that, congratulations. We, we barely did it ourselves, so yeah. you did well.
0: I got bored at one point and started talking about transgendered rights. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, we do like to be
1: <laughs> neutral on these matters.
0: <laughs> Bam... But so it isn't the
1: worst episode. That's the thing. It is it, given the fact of all their faults and stuff. It still isn't the worst. No. Hot that's that's the
0: Pete's. and and um, the good is went right below. Um, Back in the red part three, I think, in the answer. no. Back in the red part three is the worst, apart from Pete, and then. Um,
1: What's sixty? Because I know it's sixty. Pete weeks. part
0: two is sixty one. Pete part one is sixty. And then back over part three. Then back over part three. Then only the good. Then part two. And then there's quite a gap between part two and part one. Ah, okay. So yeah, it, it's rubbish. It's a good DVD feature.
1: It is. It's a, it's a, like yeah. I'm, I'm glad, glad it's most, there. I think that every DVD feature we've got for Red Dwarf is a worthy feature. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, it's...
0: Well, I really struggled to come up with a bottom five when I the It was really contrived.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and so yeah, I'm glad that that ver- hour long twenty minutes version of Back in the Red exists, but I'm not in any hurry to watch it again, just because I don't want to watch any <laughs> series eight in a hurry again.
1: Yeah, it's one thing. Yeah, but it does give you a clear uh, explanation as to why something isn't working or why it doesn't work. Yeah, which is not something you want to have to admit to. <laughs> it's not something you want to have to explain. Like I don't have to. I shouldn't have to convince myself why I don't like something, but it just. Yeah.
0: Well, you can look at series eight now and and now it's a it's a quirky sidestep within it's the Red experiment. Canon because now we're back, you know, in our opinion, we share this opinion that series ten was fucking good. Yeah. And so for us Red Dwarf's Back on Form is no longer a case that we love this show but the last couple of series were shit. Yes, we loved this show, but a couple of the series in the middle were shit, and now it's good again. Yeah, and it's so and it's so, so you it's can. It's can upward climb, yeah, it, we're back at the top. Series eight, series eight was an anomaly now, rather than a, an ending.
1: Mm. Yeah, and that's why I can forgive a lot of its uh, sort of weird little foibles, is because there is something better to come after it. Yeah. Be it back to. Work, I'm less angry
0: but, about um, it. I'm, I'm it very, very much sorry. I'm just like yeah. This is very good. Never mind.
1: I was never particularly angry about it anyway, but I've just noticed the little detail. I don't know if you guys are watching the menus the same as well. I've just noticed the little detail of the potatoes slowly getting de-skinned. Uh, I didn't notice That's that. That's actually quite a nice little touch. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the there's another there.
0: positive to go out of Series 8. Well, Dependent the menus TVT are really menu. fucking good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. this This of to details is pretty good. There you go. Look, so, the, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, so the potatoes have got... Uh, and they slowly see them Well hopefully
0: thing. if people are, are watching this in sync then their episode would have finished at the same time and they'd have would be do, let's do a live commentary on these potatoes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, the last one's just going it's going oh the skin I've been skin. I never noticed it's that. That's anyway, good. I think this is a fair indication that we should wrap up. I think so. So uh, thank you for listening. We apologize for making you go through all that again. But, you know, it's a laugh in it. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Dwarfcast will return. But for now, Ed Bye, everybody. Ed head Bye. Thank you for listening to G&T Dwarfcast, and we hope sometime in the future you'll decide to listen to our Dwarfcast again. Have a safe onward journey. Goodbye.